Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. You have reached episode number 299, entitled When the Client Turns Web Designer. In brackets, although we hardly talk about that. It was published on Thursday, the 13th of October, 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and in a few short minutes, I'll be joined by my good friend David Wormsley so that we can chat about the subject in hand. But before then, a couple of bits of housekeeping. The first thing to mention is that our Black Friday page is up and running. We do this every single year and typically we get hundreds of deals sent to us by WordPress businesses. So that could be themes, plugins, blocks, hosting, all sorts of things. And we curate them into a searchable, filterable list so that it means that you've got one stop during the Black Friday madness. It kind of extends a bit further these days. It goes into Halloween before Black Friday and then Black Friday itself and then Cyber Monday. The page is at the easiest to remember URL. It's wpbuilds.com forward slash black. One more time, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. If you want to submit your deal, go to that page and click the big blue button and you can add your deal. It's completely free to do that. And there are several sponsor slots right at the top of that page. And if you're interested in getting your product or service seen right away on that page, then go to the page and in the sponsors area at the top, there are some yellow buttons and you can find out more. We'd love to have you on. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash black bookmark that for the upcoming madness of Black Friday. The only other thing to mention is wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Over at that page, you'll be able to join us on all of our channels. We've got our YouTube channel, Twitter, which is at wpbuilds and various other places. Plus, there's a couple of newsletters you can sign up to. And if you do that, we'll let you know when we produce new content. Typically, that's on a Thursday. That's the podcast you're listening to now. And we also do our This Week in WordPress show. We do that live every Monday, and then it's put out as a podcast episode on a Tuesday. So we'll let you know about that as well. If you want to join us live, it's 2 p.m. Like I said, every Monday, you can go to wpbuilds.com forward slash live. And we love it when people join the conversation over there. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WPBuilds. And we sincerely thank GoDaddy Pro for their continued support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, so this episode, well, it's a bit of tongue-in-cheek. It's entitled, When the Client Turns Web Designer, and then in brackets, although we hardly talk about that. The intention very much was to talk about the new direction of WordPress, the fact that it's got basically a page builder in Gutenberg. If you look at the way that WordPress is positioning itself, phrases like build simply, design without a designer, if you go to wordpress.org, you can find those phrases. Perhaps we are in the era of non 
technical users being able to do everything they want to do without the need for third-party page builders and so on and so forth. So the pretense was to talk about that, but then we went down this rabbit hole about Jamstack and various other bits and pieces which are related but somewhat tangential. It's a fun conversation. I always love chatting to David. If you've got any commentary, please leave it at the bottom of the post. Search for 299 at wpbuilds.com or you can go to our Facebook group and leave us a comment there. I hope that you enjoy it. Welcome to another in the Business Bootcamp series where we relearn everything we know about building WordPress sites and running a web design business from start to finish. We're at the end of season four, which is a short season looking at training clients. And today we are talking about when the client turns web designer. Nathan and I are taking contrasting approaches to getting our new businesses running and our first client site built. She's a new lawyer with no previous site. And Nathan, we rambled on for so long before we press record on this one. So yes, we could go off in many different directions. I think we probably will ramble on again. But this kind of this uh, this episode kind of fits the bill perfectly because we have this new new client. Mm. We really don't know what her level of involvement is going to be. I would assume, being a lawyer, that she Miss A is going to be incredibly busy lawyering. So I would imagine there's not much scope in her calendar to get into mm. web design. But depending on which client you end up with, it may be that they want to get really involved. And so you've got this, mm. you know, you've got this dichotomy. How much do you pull them in and explain how everything works and let them go to town designing things for themselves? And, or how much do you lock them out and make sure that they don't touch anything and ruin anything? Yeah, and as we're rethinking, I mean, when we started, partly people came to us because we had these HTML, CSS skills that they didn't have. And now, and particularly in WordPress, we're moving much more forward to the idea of the code-free solution that people can adopt to do it themselves. And uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more because how that's kind of highlighted. So yeah, we, we again have to question what type of business that we are doing. Are we somebody who says, you know, look, this is just our tools that we use and client you can kind of keep out? Or do we, as some people have, almost built businesses on building the site for people and then on goingly teaching them to do everything that they might need to do with the software that they've you provided for them. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I kind of think that the truly things like page builders for for people like you and I because yeah. we've been in there so many times, it really is instinctive. You know where everything is and you can make the modifications that are suggested almost with your eyes closed, you know, you know where everything needs to be and all of that. But I I still think even with page builders there's still a bit of a disconnect between how it works yeah. and how easy it is. So despite the fact that the client doesn't need to know CSS, doesn't need to know JavaScript, doesn't need to know HTML, any of that, I still think for many people the void between it being practically easy for them um, and, and you know, the, the, the level of skill that you and I have both developed with our page builder of choice is is wide enough a chasm that that they're not going to want to play with it. Certainly that was my experience. You know, they they kind of implied that, oh, that's great. Look how easy it is. And yet the phone still rang with, would you just change the title for me? Yeah, because, yeah. you know, they're just not that invested in it. They really just saw it as a website, which it was my job to create. And they're on some sort of maintenance plan. So 
I fix that for them when they when they want it fixing. So easy for us to use, but potentially not as easy for clients to use as we would like to believe. Yeah, and it, and you know most page builder advertising who does who do that very well are very good at selling the idea that you know you can just drag and drop your way there, but performance and responsivity and different browser support. Or is all stuff that is kind of baked into us. We know we're thinking that while we're making changes where a client would be completely unaware that changes they've made could be actually um, giving their users a, you know, a poor experience. Yeah. So I've done an about turn completely on this. And this is why this whole series has been interesting for me. Just talking about these things from beginning to end has just got me um feeling that i was doing a lot of stuff wrong and and uh, much of it was about and particularly with the page builders it was a selling point for them that they could go in and do so much more and i was much more for the idea of encouraging the, uh, that uh, as something i'd build the site with them and then train them as much as they wanted to uh, to take on in order to be as self-sufficient as they felt they needed to be and i've had to roll that back completely what, why was that? Was there some sort of, you know, moment in time where it, it became obvious that that was a poor decision? Yeah, I think more recently, and it, it is a result of people coming into organizations where I've built the site. So the original relationship and the agreements are not there and somebody else has come in with their expectation. And I think this is where, because of this kind of code free movement that we've got going through, they come in, but it could have been true of WordPress anyway. So recently, somebody who's now taken over the role of looking after the website literally came to, to me about a custom site, which is quite complex and, and said, could we change out the WordPress theme to make it something more modern? From her understanding of WordPress, that's all that needed to be done. In fact, you know, not, not at all the case. It was impossible to be done. And I think, you know, I'm seeing more of that. I'm seeing because, again, somebody else has took over, went in and changed much of their site never thinking that they could be doing damage. I, I think their perception of the web and where it might be is that if they've got a login to somewhere and there's some tools there, that's all they need to know. It should be simple. So they had understood that WordPress was a theme-based uh, CMS mm. and therefore they were mm. deploying the word theme as in, you know, can we just change the theme and that will solve our problems? You know, we'll just get a new modern theme or whatever it was. And, and it was as simple as clicking a button, downloading something and everything would be okay. There, there was no thought that there was granular work to be done and things needed to be changed on a page by page basis or whatever. So, okay. Yeah, I think they viewed it as, I mean, I have no real experience of Wix and that, but that kind of sells itself on you. Really, you've got a template and there's a limit to what you can do with that template. So I think they felt they were probably safe to go into WordPress because I think it's uh, kind of for some people, that's what it is. Um, and it's not for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think, you know, that's, uh, um, for me, that's made me roll back. But I was saying to you, wasn't I, uh, the heart of all of this was getting back, rethinking uh, as we're doing over this one, it's got me back to why I do website builds. And I very much with the agile thing that I've gone forward is, is about this ongoing improvements to the site. So I want something stable that we improve together with the client, how we might be able to achieve their business aims and improve their website okay. over the longer period. Yeah. So it wasn't really a case of things calamitously you know, no. catastrophic errors being made by clients who had let, who you'd let loose inside the page builder. It was more that you've, you've thought that, okay, 
there's a possibility for that and wouldn't it be better if I was in control of this from the start so yeah there's a couple of things there firstly that is quite a big change around isn't it because for a lot of this series we've been talking about that from a different perspective where you were encouraging people to do that and you've you've had a shift which is which is kind of cool when when you come to those realizations it's kind of nice within your own business to realize actually do you know what it's okay for me to change what I do because it's my business so that's one thing and the second thing is I wonder how much of this sort of stuff is a product of the way WordPress has slowly over time, certainly more mm-hmm. recently, begun to pivot itself, not as a, you know, code coded solution for building a WordPress, you know, come along and enjoy the code and create websites. Now it's more like come along, click buttons, and you'll have a website without any code or experience whatsoever. Yeah. We were taking a look at um, uh, WordPress.com and .org, and they uh, it's had a redesign, hasn't it, for .org? And it really um, has. It's a significantly uh, <laughs> different page. You drew some interesting conclusions. There was a couple of things that you noticed on that page, though, weren't there? Mm, there was particularly one of the slogans of WordPress has been "Code is poetry," and we noticed it's now in the footer and very much faded out. And instead, it's very much about dream it and build it um uh, and it's the same with if we go over to wordpress.com which is effectively the same set of tools we've got you don't well, actually what are the lines i've forgotten what they are they actually yeah unfortunately i'm logged in into there. wordpress at the minute so if i go to wordpress.com <laughs> i can't actually see it but it was something like build simply yeah build simply. design without a designer something like that Design without a designer is in there. So yeah, that's uh, uh, very much on that one. It's uh, so you can see there's a move towards the code free. That's the mission, and that that does have an impact, I think, on uh, you know the perception of WordPress. And we can either go with it or kind of go against it. Can I say something just about because in some way I may be miscommunicated because you say I may be reverted on what I was saying earlier. Mm, mm. I'm still very much with the agile of the the client being involved in the design. So we work through how that might get designed together. What I want to stop is this, there seems, if I'm gonna have a long going, ongoing relationship with them, there's no real need for them to go in and do things which I'd be better at doing because yeah, we've got yeah. this long-term relationship. So in some ways I've not reverted on my agile approach, it's part of it. But what I have done is when I was project-based, I used to think it was a selling thing. I'll build on the site, I charge them for that. And then you've got this wonderful tool here where you can go and do it for yourself. Isn't that great? And now I'm thinking, actually, you make a lot of mistakes if you go into that tool. And what's the point? I'm going to stick around. Let me just do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. Okay. So, change. yeah. So it's not, it's not quite as seismic as I'd implied. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. No. That makes sense. Yeah. So do we think that WordPress is... WordPress.com, WordPress.org is is pivoting to the point where people are assuming it's like a Wix and a Squarespace. And so you can come along and everything's dead simple because I'm not sure that WordPress.com or .org is at that point yeah. yet. I don't think in, in yeah. terms of simplicity and ease of use, I don't think it can make that pitch yet, although it certainly seems to be. Yeah. You made a really good point to me earlier, and it's something which Matt Mullenweg has, has stated publicly a couple of times in his kind of addresses just recently, in fact. Um, and that was about the audience for WordPress.com. 
Yeah, so my understanding, and you never know, the data might be out of out of place now, is that WordPress.com, despite the fact that I view WordPress as a website building tool, so let's just be mm. clear, a, a website, you know, headers, footers, pages, posts, archives, all mm. of that, um, and you can make it look however you like, it would appear that a significant amount of people are using it still as a as a tool for creating posts so if you like a blogging platform and we both mm. know that wordpress has been trying to shed that that idea that that's all it's useful for blogging you know custom mm. we got custom post types and fields and all of that kind of stuff you can do anything with wordpress let's be clear on that but it would appear that a significant proportion possibly even the majority of people on .com and I don't know about on .org are still just keen to throw a theme on there and create content on a daily, weekly, monthly basis and and have that yeah. you know indexed in an RSS feed and put on search engine pages and all of that and that's what they want. They just want a method of creating posts and the whole website piece isn't really what they want. They don't want a brochure with you know a brochure site with an about us page and a contact form. They just want a way of throwing out their 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 content into the world and it and kind of shows you what who they attract because i wouldn't have thought you know that i think they quote it's over 50 percent who are using it essentially for blogging on wordpress.com i wouldn't have thought of all the people who needed to publish online that bloggers were anything close to that you know 20 percent at best so i yeah. should think you know wordpress has, hasn't shed its uh in the in the wider public, its name as a blogging platform, or the yeah. blogging platform. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's absolutely fascinating to me because I I really don't view it as a blogging platform anymore. I really yeah. do view it as a tool to create websites. And so, for me, working with clients, it was all about the pages, you know, yeah. creating the about. So honestly, I was in the I was in the add new page section ten times more than I was in posts. Uh, in fact, to the point where I think the majority of my clients, you know, there's a blog, it's in there, that comes free, it's there for the ride, you can't really strip it out of WordPress, but they weren't making use of it. So it's absolutely fascinating. I just didn't see it as that kind of a tool. But it does it does give you an indication may, maybe of why um, things like themes have stuck around for so long and why it's difficult for WordPress to transfer over to something that's not a blogging platform. So, you know, the, the friction that Gutenberg has created in, in the space and also things like full site editing yeah. seems that most people don't really need to make use of that. The theme was enough. They just need something which looks looks pretty and, uh, and <laughs> works. They click a button, headers and footers are taken care of by the theme. They just click publish on the post. And if that's if that's what most people are, are using it for, I can kind of better understand why the Gutenberg and full site editing piece has been so difficult to transition. Yeah. And I think, you know, even before we knew the name Gutenberg, um, you know, Matt in one of the state of the words going back maybe six, seven years ago um, or more uh, was mentioned, was highlighting the growth in things like Wix. So accommodating that demand for build it your yourself and, and and very much it's even if it hasn't achieved it yet it's taken it that approach and that's a bit of a threat to what we do because it's essentially a message that's saying you don't need us mm. um unless you and we were talking about this earlier i mean you know do you highlight uh, to compensate that do you go from a more visual design and say that's what i supply and you can't get that 
you would you can't get something custom and that it doesn't matter the tool that we use wordpress is just my choice it could be any you you've really bought me in for this beautiful design or are you a marketer again where you don't the platform neutral to a certain degree it's really about the the process and how you reach people and you use the 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 website as a tool in that marketing um, yeah. both of those people escape don't they this kind of where the platform's going it doesn't matter so much to us it does a bit more <laughs> for me it was ever since the advent of page builders that that was a real godsend because as i said i was creating pages more than posts yes. and, and i know that you know things like beaver builder came out with thema so that you could do archives and all of that incredible stuff that ended up being possible um but it was it was really just a tool for me being able to create pages more quickly and without the hassle of getting an IDE open, I could do things more quickly by clicking buttons on the screen and, you know, templates that I'd saved previously I could reuse and so on. And that that's that was all that I wanted WordPress to be, I think. I still yeah. I, I still kind of in my head, I still don't see it really as a blogging platform, even though that's what most people are using it for. And so when I was pitching to people like Madame A, it really was, okay, we can create, you know, I'll do you a five-page website for this amount of money. And yes. and then the conversation very rarely arose as, as to, well, can I can I create regular uh, posts and, you know, put yeah. out a blog? It just basically never came up. I used to add it as a bit of a, a bit of an add-on in which seems like a bit of a cheap way of doing it but this is what I used to do I used to add in the fact that that there was a blogging functionality was built in I basically would say I'd build you a website and also oh for free along comes a a blogging platform and yeah you know it yeah. was a line item nobody ever I think made any use of it particularly there is a bit, and this is a challenge because I've gone this way. So I'm going to preface this with a bit of my history. So, you know, 2007, I adopted WordPress. I started with HTML and CSS, and I got it because it got all these plugins and I could do stuff, and I built an intranet and an e-commerce shop. Wow, it was just amazing yeah. that I could do that as a non-programmer. You move to page builders, suddenly I can speed up my work and give clients an even better experience to update their stuff. Wonderful. Yep. Now we're moving along and I look at my workload and this will be true of Miss A and we say, okay, probably for the foreseeable, she's just going to have what is in effect a HTML CSS site. Now we've got all this baggage of this lamp stack that we have to maintain and support and have a server for. <laughs> and we have all the updates that need to be done to all the plugins that have allowed us to build this site very quickly and offer this. Is that the way forward? And I've been questioning this a little bit for certain types of work. So I would be saying, well, there's a challenge to WordPress or at least all of those kind of uh, CMSs, not just WordPress. And that's the kind of Jamstack approach. And I think that's really caught my interest recently. I, I I didn't understand it initially, but it really gets back to the idea of if it is just HTML, serve up HTML and serve them up to a global CDN. No need for a server. Do it that way. Okay, a couple of things from that. Firstly, you'll have to explain what a Jamstack is, I think. <laughs> yes, I will, won't I? So Jamstack, it's, it's really a difficult term. It, 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 <laughs> There was a kind of movement, if you like, and then it had to be given a name. And Jamstack was it, and it stands for uh, JavaScript APIs and markup. And, and effectively, it's not even a stack because it's the idea that as the web has developed, 
browsers have have really come on, CSS has come on, but JavaScript particularly, because of the ability now to, if you like, um, combine it with a programming language. So it can now do your dynamic stuff without needing something like PHP running on the server. So there's been this kind of movement, if you like, that's challenged against it. But for my side of it, when I look at the uh, uh, HTML site initially, I think, well, I could build that and I could directly make it on VS Code, uh, a free tool, build the HTML back as it was, put that to GitHub. It works as a backup version control, send it out to a CDN, which means I'll probably won't even need to pay for my hosting. Yeah. It's something like Netlify. Why do I not do that? The big thing was going back to the early, the reason I came into WordPress uh, was the, all of this dynamic stuff. And you go, well, now that dynamic stuff can be done in the <laughs> the browser itself with JavaScript. And I could pull somebody in to come and put that stuff in for me. Okay, so... Right, let's just unpick this a little bit because this is you, this is quite a transformation occurring here, isn't there? We're talking about <laughs> stripping out WordPress altogether and using something entirely different, this Jamstack that you've just described. So first thing, what what would be the criteria? Let's say that Miss A comes to you and says, uh, let's take two scenarios. In the first scenario, she wants a website which has got five pages and they are, they're basically never going to change. It's just a simple yeah. brochure site. Possibly there's a contact form on there, but that's about it. You know, it's dead simple. So that's scenario number one. In scenario number two, she wants, uh, I don't know, she wants a blog. She wants to be able to update it quickly herself. She wants to be Mm -hmm. able to have the capacity to throw in, I don't know, a booking system and possibly to sell some some products online and all that kind of stuff. So what I'm trying to say here is I'm giving you two different options do they both fit in your Jamstack model or are you are you going to WordPress for one of those and not for the other? I, think, uh, I mean, I think you could go uh, skill, my skill level, which is what brought me into WordPress in the first place. I'm no good at, do, I'm not a programmer. I can't do the dynamic stuff. So I've got two options. If somebody's coming with a client where they might need a lot of stuff, I'm probably at this point definitely going to start and, and make my sole thing WordPress. But it isn't really one versus the other because uh, another way of looking at WordPress is that it is now an API through the REST API. Yep. You can use it to put in your data, your fields, your do. And as we've seen with the headless movement, you can then output that to a Jamstack anyway. So it isn't one or the other. But for me, it sort of would be. And Jamstack does allow this option to say, okay, I don't need necessarily to run with all the plugins and that's something like a million lines of code for and then my html on top of it i can just simply serve up the html but because it's component based i could bring in what i needed including uh wordpress if it needed some major data solution as well some way to be able to put that kind of stuff in so it's i just think it's a really interesting challenge and certainly one that's recently been making me think about the kind of future and what you might offer a client like Miss A. Okay, so so the everything's possible. You've got the REST API. You can do almost anything if you've got the technical expertise and time to figure all that stuff out. What about yeah. the piece, though, where she says she wants to edit it herself? Uh, okay, yeah. Well, the, again, this is the thing about it. You, you, can, you go back to the HTML, and now there are a range of CMS choices. Some of them may be very, very simple. So uh, the people who coined the phrase 
uh, Jamstack are Netlify people and they have a little simple CMS that you can just plug in. So you put a little line in the code and say, make this editable in your HTML. And then you go into your Netlify account and uh, you, you, you set up something so your can, client can go in and they can change this field. So effectively you could add in the CMS, which is appropriate to the job as it's needed. I'm really selling Jamstack here, aren't I? Well, no, um, I, I think it's quite interesting because obviously you've, you, your eyes have been diverted by that. I, I wonder, for me, I'm probably not going to go down that route just because of the additional no. complexity. And, and yeah. also I, I kind of, you know, I'm embedded in the WordPress community. I love all that yeah. sort of stuff. And I, I love all of the simplicity. And I, I think that... Uh, you're going to be spending a lot of time exploring all of that and it'll be really exciting. I'm I'm yet to be convinced because I haven't spent the amount of time that you have as to whether or not the, the technical requirements of all of that is, is just a little bit too much for me at this point, you know, whether I can be bothered to put the time into it and whether or not it's going to be, give, would it give me a return on all of that time and so on and so forth. But it sounds like, uh, it sounds like you're really into it in given certain scenarios. Yeah, I think, you know, there might be some cases where it's useful to have that extra bow, you know, extra string to your bow. And I think, you know, that for me at this moment, um, you know, it's like I've only done solely WordPress. And I just think, yeah, do you know what? The circumstances where a simple HTML site, you know, the amount of work sometimes you have to do to make sure the performance is right, you know, add in on top of that a CDN, which can create its own problems where you could send it directly. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, solutions to problems that we have in WordPress when the site is simple, you know? Yeah. But there's also a lot of complexities, as you point out, about going down that route. You you it's really not for somebody who doesn't want to um, go back to that HTML and CSS. But if you do, what ultimate control you have, particularly if I was going an agile approach, it means that I add in only what is needed. And I think that's the philosophy around the Jamstack. It's to get back to what has always been the case, why HTML isn't a programming language is because of the principles of keep it simple, stupid, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it, but it, it defines everything, doesn't it? For the web, if you don't keep things stupid, people make it more complex than it needs to be. And somewhere along the line, there's a problem to that. So if you only need to serve HTML, that's what you should serve. And in some ways that's the, the counter to the, the WordPress argument. You know, you could argue that's got overly complex in what you need to maintain. But as I say, it's not either one or the other, really, I don't think with this one. It's an option for some sites if you've got the skills. It also doesn't, there's no way there's going to be an easy route like you've got with WordPress to be able to shove in some extra dynamic stuff. Do you, you see know. Do you see a point in your future then where WordPress is literally no longer part of your, um, you know, your weapons of choice? Yeah, absolutely. I think that could happen, but I think it will just, just, I mean, I think it's interesting to look at this and rather than just a challenge, but as another option to look at, because I think the, the debates in it are quite interesting. And, you, you know, I think having that sort of wider overview, because I've been very much, you know, absolutely, it's been WordPress all the way since 2007. Yeah. And it's not like I'm turning away from it. I say, I'm going to need to get a new co-host, David. What the heck? Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm off. I'm going to Jamstack. That's right. We'll have to do the Jam 
builds podcast <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it's an interesting challenge and one that I misunderstood. And I don't think it's one that is excluded from WordPress. You know, WordPress is a very complex CMS that a lot of people know and love, and they can use it as we are seeing more with a lot of the headless stuff. And I think Automatic are actually funding some of the stuff that's looking into that. So it isn't one or the other, but in terms of me looking at a client like Miss A, and if I'm going the agile where I go step by step, I kind of want a stable base, a HTML base, which I understand and can control, which I can't necessarily if it's coming through a plugin, which is making its own decision and having to and having to serve new clients who want different things to me. So, you know, there is a, there certainly is a way that I should uh, look at. Um, just, just go back because I'm not sure that we we kind of drilled down. I, I don't know how we've ended <laughs> we up didn't. talking about Jamstack <laughs> when this is supposed to be all about you know, <laughs> clients and things. But I'm fascinated, so let's keep going. Um, how what what is the what's the kernel of why you're exploring all of this? Is it speed? Is it it's it's cheaper? Is it better um, in terms of resources? What's what's the deal? Uh, here was the deal. What got me? I, I guess the agile thing. Getting back to that idea that what I'm interested in is what the web could do for people, and I want this long-term relationship. So this ongoing adding to it, and that coupled with great changes in. So you, you know, to a certain degree, we're all having to rethink our stack because of Gutenberg. Do we jump on it? Do we work against it? Do we? And I've just thought, well, I don't actually know. <laughs> right. So right. what I'm going to do is think, well, I don't know. I will go back and just get to some of the basics because I realize page builders have made me very lazy with one of the skills that I had, which was a bit of CSS and HTML. So I revisited it and in revisiting it, it kind of led me to VS Code, which led me to um, a tool called Astro, which allows you to kind of template, and it's a Jamstack type approach to template your HTML, which is always a problem if you try to do it manually. So I've kind of gone a strange route, just trying to up my skills a little bit. So right, so it. it was kind of born out of your your interest in sort of tinkering, and you know, some something caught your eye about it. For me, it seems like on the flip side of it, you've uh, you've gained a whole load of new skills, but also websites will be quicker. You'll probably make yourself more bulletproof in the future because you'll have a whole new suite of tools that you can use and ways of deploying websites, which I think will be faster, leaner, probably better for the environment and so on. Plus, you don't need the the heft of something like WordPress, which, like you said, is a million plus lines of code in the background. Yeah, it's fascinating and uh, a bit left field. I wasn't wasn't anticipating this. No, we have gone off from that. But it's, I think it's still very much when you look at the conversation I've been looking at this recently, where I think when I first came into WordPress, developers were very much the commentators. They were the influencers and it was very much fe featured around um, skills. And so I always felt I didn't have the skills. So I was always trying to do that. And that's still, I've dropped that a little bit. And now it's moved a little bit more to talking about the products, buying which product are you going to use, which plugin are you going to do to solve that problem. Yeah. And that's been a shift. Now, one thing that sort of crossed my mind as we move, as we feel we almost need to be moving from platform to platform all the time, um, it makes me think, well, you know, if I look back on my history here, if I, when I started, if a page builder had been built at that time, it would have been tables based yep. and it would be dead today. Yep. 
because yep. it would have been it would have committed to that and then it would have moved to floats and it would be dead today and then it would have moved to flexbox where most of them are now and now is presently getting challenged by the grid, grid the css yeah. grid so i think sometimes you know this aim for code free is effectively locking you in to the length of that platform so i've yep. had to think about that's actually appropriate in a lot of cases a client want you know agile get something out there quickly build it with a page builder it may only last on that platform for a number of years but that did the job you know yeah i do i understand i wonder i wonder if if the you know the changes that you've just described. I, I'm guessing none of that will ever slow down. Technology's not gonna no. not gonna go at a snail's pace. There's always going to be a new a new thing to think about. And maybe stripping WordPress out of that enables you to pivot to that a little bit more successfully. I, I'm gonna be gonna be interested to see how this goes down with clients. I, I'm kind of guessing that certainly in my scenario, every website that I built, the clients had no interest in the the technology behind it you know i mean wordpress was about as much as they could cope with if you then start talking about you know you need a server yeah. and we've got to set up mysql and a database yeah. and you know then we've got to <laughs> find somewhere to put all the files and oh of course we've got to have something like nginx running nobody was interested in that they just wanted to know listen can i have a website will you manage it for me and at the at the very most will i be able to edit it which basically nobody ever did they always picked up the phone so i think in a in a in a curious way you, this isn't going to be something you're going to be talking about with miss a anyway she's just no, going to say can you absolutely. build the site and where is it if we'd have been 6 months ago when you were talking about working with the clients much more and letting them understand how the page builder works and allowing them to be a web designer in effect to some limited extent then that would have been troublesome but now with your new approach um, without you know cutting wordpress out of the picture so long as so long as you can deliver the website i don't suppose miss a will care at all no and it's going to be experiment next thing i'll do is with that and see how that kind of works out just as an approach just to keep my skills there i mean it's always useful to keep having that uh, those skills but it does make me wonder a little bit about gutenberg you know will it as it goes towards being a page builder, will it effectively, um, you know, be the start of its own demise because it will lock too much into a system, which effectively code is always changing, browsers are always changing, CSS spec is always changing. Will it ever effectively make itself out of date through not well, being able to evolve? Yeah, it's interesting because the, the whole premise of Gutenberg isn't to be locked inside a WordPress, is it? Matt has yeah. this idea that, yes. Matt Mullenweg has this idea that it'll, kind of like become the the yeah. the how to describe it you know the interface for the internet so it yes. won't just be on um wordpress it'll be on well i guess a good quick example would be something like tumblr because that's a property owned by automatic so they can just push it into there but it'll also be on drupal it may also be built inside of your mobile phone now i d i can't see any of that happening just yet but yeah. that would be the principle and if that's the case then maybe Gutenberg is a good bet. But also the whole block methodology, the fact that the blocks are just little atomic bits of content and, and even to some extent, little mini applications, you know, they can do so much more than than the classic editor ever could. Uh, you know, you can have a block which will, I don't know, render real estate listings, you know, it's got all the fields mm -hmm. bound to mm -hmm. it and so on. I, I think 
I, I think that Gutenberg is going to be quite interesting in the future. And obviously in your new approach where you've got the Jamstack, I don't know how that'll fit in. But I, I think I think Gutenberg's got a really bright future, but we just can't see it yet because we, we just have the comparison of a page builder and it doesn't meet that comparison head on very well at the minute. But I don't think that's what it's necessarily trying to be. It's trying to be a lot more than that. No, and I've just thought while you were talking there that, you know, perhaps from Matt's vision of it is because of this being this interface, largely it's the design, the system that's there, the code, underlying code that makes it all happen is changeable. And actually that's, I think, is creating a bit of a frustration for some people who've jumped in on building custom blocks itself because things like class names change. So for, for yeah, someone like me who yeah. liked the page builders because I had a bit of custom CSS I could add into, that's a bit of a nightmare with Gutenberg. But essentially, that actually the fact that it can change like that and you're not supposed to build on top of it in that particular way is the thing that might stop it be stuck <laughs> yeah yeah you know so uh, we don't know do we it's it's but it's very interesting and i just think and it's completely off our topic but i think you we had to kind of reach to this sort of how things have changed to realize what you know what you're offering to the client i mean mm. some people are just literally that is their business now with wordpress and yeah they, they build the sites and help them to use wordpress I uh, I think this is the the episode where we've least tackled the uh, the topic at hand. <laughs> I feel like we've gone off a completely different um, in a completely different direction. I think we, usually we're quite good at staying on message, but yeah. I think today we've failed miserably. So whether or not this episode will air with the title of "When the Client Turns Web Designer" or not, I don't know. But have we have we done this? Is there any more uh, that you want to add? No, we've done it, and it's the end of this season, so we're going to the last season, isn't it? Next, we'll be talking about the after-build maintenance, uh, monitoring, hosting, upselling services, etc. Yeah, and you've just upended all of that. You realise, you know, with your, with your jam stack, you're going to uh, yeah. you're going to have a completely different approach. So, uh, yeah. So, all right, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, enjoyed that. Thanks. Bye. Okay, I hope that you enjoyed that. Always a pleasure chatting to David. If you listen to the whole episode, you will very much have noticed that we went slightly off topic. The idea was to talk about web designers being made out of ordinary clients, them thinking that they can do everything themselves, which of course, increasingly they can. But then as you'll have heard, we slightly got derailed and started talking about things like Jamstack, but it was a lovely conversation anyway. If you have any thoughts about what we said today, we'd love to hear them. There's a comment section over at wpbuilds.com. Search for episode number 299 and leave us a comment there. Alternatively, our Facebook group, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. You could go there and leave us a comment. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more by going to go.me forward slash WPBuilds. And we thank GoDaddy Pro for their continuing support of the WP Builds podcast. Just a quick reminder, if you're into Black Friday deals, don't forget our URL, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. It's a great big list, a growing list. Pretty small at the moment, to be honest, but it'll grow. You just, you watch. 
over the coming days and you'll be able to search and filter all of your things over there. Get it bookmarked. We will be back next week as it was a chat with David. It'll be an interview next week. We'll obviously be back on Monday for our This Week in WordPress show. But it remains only for me to say, I'm going to fade in some cheesy music. You stay safe. Bye-bye for now.